Welcome to another edition of the CASDA EdCast. Today, i lucky enough to be joined by Tracy Singare and Michelle Sano, two co-teachers from Latham Ridge Elementary School in the North Colony Central School District. We have a workshop that will be hosted by uh, Tracy and Michelle coming up on February 10th and on co-teaching, and we'll be discussing various parts of co-teaching practice and how co-teaching has impacted their journeys as educators. So thank you both for joining me. Could you guys maybe, you know, do a little brief introduction or maybe describe a little bit of your background and, uh, you know, how you, how you came to become a co-teaching partnership? Hi, my name is, my name's Tracy Sangare. Um, I'm in my 26th year of teaching. My first eight years, I was an elementary uh, classroom teacher. And then I, um, I actually moved, changed states. And when I moved to New York, I started teaching ENL. Um, I've been teaching ENL now, you know, for the past, whatever, 20 years. Uh, I'm a national board certified teacher. And, um, and I, my undergraduate degree is also in special education. So I've had like a lot of experience with at least talking about what co-teaching should look like and partnership teaching should look like. Um, I have been co-teaching, I don't even know, for at least, I'd say the past nine years I've been in a co-teaching classroom. Yeah. Um, and Michelle and I have been together. This is our second year together. And I'm Michelle Sano, and I have been teaching for 10 years. And um, like Tracy said, we've been together for about two, but I've had um, about three co-teaching partnerships in my career. Um, they've looked very different. I've had somebody co-teach for a complete day. I've had um, a couple co-teachers that have just pushed in. Um, so co-teaching can take many different shapes. And um, I think it's a really great um, opportunity for kids to learn a little bit more. And you have those two adults in the room. So I love that we're being able to discuss this. All right. So, you know, I, I like that you mentioned, uh, you know, what kids can get out of a co-taught classroom. So what what exactly can does does a co-taught classroom offer students that maybe a single teacher or traditional classroom doesn't? You know, what what are the benefits for, for for students? I mean, when it's done well, you get to have more eyes on your students mm -hmm. and more eyes on your students means that you can give more perspective. You may have different teaching styles that different students gravitate to you can differentiate a little bit better. Um, you can have the adult conversations that can maybe push and elevate your teaching because you're now thinking from a different lens or um, maybe your co-teacher has a different experience than you or they've seen um, other strategies that have worked or how uh, students are impacted by certain things. Um, obviously, we have different levels of experience um, that we bring to the table. And I think that there's been many times where we've come to plan something and then we're like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. And then our lesson ultimately gets better. And if our lessons are better, then our students benefit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I also think one of the benefits that the kids get is um, like seeing interactions between Michelle and I. Mm. Um, I think like we're both very like vocal during class. And, and I, like, I feel like the kids get a sense of like the way like people treat each other in like a professional relationship. Um, you know, great. I, every time I walk into the room, Michelle greets me, 
Like it's not, it doesn't matter what she's doing. And I think there are these little important things that the kids pick up. Um, the importance of greeting somebody. Kids always now say goodbye to me when I leave. Um, and I think there are these little cues they pick up from Michelle and I about, about sort of the, the way you treat people in caring relationships. Definitely. And I often, um, when you're directing student behavior too, it's nice to be able to pull our relationship and say like, could you imagine if Mrs. Sangari and I went up to each other and we did blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, that, that kind of does sound ridiculous. And it's like, okay, well, we're now at that age where we're not going to do that. <laughs> and like, whatever that may look like. Or if you have two students who love chatting with each other, I'll say, I love mm -hmm. Mrs. Sangari, but sometimes we can't be next to each other. We talk too mm -hmm. much <laughs> and that's okay. Like, but they're real world examples where they've seen both of those things in action. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think it's helpful. That's really, that's really amazing. Um, I didn't even think about that, you know, just like the modeling, like respectful, mm -hmm. you know, appreciative relationships, right? Like, I mean, that's always, anytime a student, or, you know, a child really can see, you know, a healthy, like productive relationship. That's a great thing, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, and, and yeah, that's, you know, that's having that like little sort of reference point for, for, you know, redirecting behaviors is, is certainly useful. Can you talk a little bit more about like uh, the differentiation piece? You know, you said, you, you know, Michelle, you said that it helps you to differentiate better. Like how, how does that work? So um, there have been a few times where we structure the lesson where Mrs. Sangari can take or Tracy can take a group and um, then I can teach a different group at my station. We can switch within that. You can almost can like conquer more. You can meet students where they're at based on like their time or um, if a group needs extra help, um, she can pull a group. I can pull a group. Um, there is many times where we do projects and students just need different things in a project. Some need a lot of scaffolding and you're just able to give the help. Like everybody as a teacher wants to have like 12 different arms so they could juggle everything. And like having a co-teacher actually gives you that space to be able to do that. Yeah. Or at least me, <laughs> I feel that it's like, especially while planning and you have so many moving parts, like the time that Tracy's in the room, I feel like this relief that like, okay, we can tackle these things in a manageable way. Right. right. I mean, so sim right. simply put, like you can meet more students' needs you know, in a more direct and, and specific way. No, it's, so, uh, what so what changes for you as an educator in a co-taught classroom other than being able to uh conquer conquer more right and uh you know other than like the scaffolding piece what 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 changes for you i think i think one of the things that's changed for me is like really needing for me needing to know um sort of what my style is and mm -hmm. how i mesh that with somebody else um i think it's it's been really important to make sure that I'm very upfront and honest with Michelle and that like we communicate really well. Um, and I, you know, I also think it changes like when you're co-teaching, you're, you know, you make yourself very vulnerable having another mm -hmm. professional in the room with you. And I think you have to then be open to like constructive conversations with each other, um, yep. which have definitely made me grown our constructive conversations. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, feel like if Tracy's ever brought something to my attention that matters to her, 
I kind mm-hmm. of can't unsee. Like once you hear that something matters to somebody that you care about or that you have a professional relationship with, now you're looking through that lens too. And so I think it just gives you uh, another professional opinion that um, you're kind of sifting your lessons through and making sure that you have like a critical eye on that. And I think that the more that you tweak your lessons with keeping that in mind, the better they are. And again, the more beneficial they are to students. Right. So Tracy, you know, you said that, you know, when you're with another teacher, right? Um, you, you're a little bit vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and, and you mentioned Michelle, like, you know, offering yourself up for critique in terms of your lesson plans, et cetera. Like, you know, that comes from a deep place of trust, right? You have to build that. And so how does that work? How do you guys build that trust? Um, I mean, I think, I think, so I was lucky and I've been lucky in my building because my principal believes that you have to want to co-teach with somebody to co-teach. So, um, like it, it enabled like me to sort of like look around and think like, who, who do I feel like my style would mesh with? Um, and I think, you know, when I approached Michelle and said, you know, I'd, I'd like to co-teach with you, but you really don't have to do it if you don't want to. Um, like I knew that there was already something about her personality that felt like it was welcoming to me. So I think for me, Aww, like the- phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so I for- happily accepted your offer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think for me, it's been like just the, I think I feel like Michelle has modeled very well, like honesty, like this is where I am, you know, this is what's important to me, you know, like, like we laugh, but like she had shared a slideshow with me and she was like, listen, I'm sharing this Google slideshow. I need your feedback, but please do not change anything on it. Cause that will put me <laughs> over the edge. And that, that's like, I, I think we've just been, I felt like coming in that Michelle was very open and honest with me from the beginning. So that en- enabled me to be that way. I agree. I think that I've never felt judged by Tracy. Like you're absolutely right that you're vulnerable. And like when certain professionals come in your room, you're like, oh God, <laughs> like uh, they can't leave fast enough. But I really feel like um, I know that Tracy works from a place of what's good for students and it's very student centered. And that's truly where I think our profession should be focused. And it was very easy to accept her offer to co-teach because I knew that that's what she valued. And so our values aligned in that. And ultimately, I think you can have the tough conversations because you know what your goals are, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I think that she very much meets students' needs and tries to see where they're coming from. And I think that that just meshes well with my style. And I think if ever I need help, needed help with something, she has swooped in and done it, no matter how odd the task. And I think that that's what you need to have. Like, you're not feeling judged when somebody is also like being flexible with you and um, doing whatever needs to be done for the good of the group. So. Sounds like you have to be able to sort of meet your co-teacher, you know, where they're at and in the same way that you have to with your students, but you know, obviously on different issues, but yeah, like that, that commu- I mean, that kind of brings us into, you know, our, our question about communication, right? Like, you know, how important is communication in, in a co-teaching relationship? Very, 
Yeah. I mean, there are days where, she, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you get close enough to somebody, even if it's like your students, you see them every day. So, you know, when something's wrong, you know, when they like need something different for that day. So when we see each other and like our faces look deflated, like you need something different on that yeah. day than you need on a day where like things are running smoothly. And I think just being able to read that in a person, but also care about it yeah. is, is like kind of where our communication stems from. And I feel like throughout many meltdowns this year, I've been really lucky to have Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, like I said before, I felt like like we just started off from a place of trying to be, and I think because we both had co-taught before, we, we sort of knew how it had to go. So we just started off with very open communication right from the beginning. And, and I just feel like that is like really, just helped us so much. Um, both like, I think, you know, professionally and then like personally feeling good about the work we're doing. I know that um, I, we teach uh, science and social studies together. And in that comes uh, some controversial topics. Mm. And it really like matters how you teach history and what lens that comes from. And a couple times where um, I've like shared lessons, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what do you think? Um, Tracy has said, like, I don't know if I agree with that. And then it took more like, well, this is really what I mean by that. But the, the slide says this, and I expect the conversation to go this way. And we've just kind of like talked about that. And she goes, oh, okay, like, that's just not how I read it the first time or whatever. And like, consider adding this. And I really think that um, just not stopping at the whole like, oh, well, you don't like it. So I guess I have to scrap it. Like, mm -hmm. like not being defensive about it. Like, you're just kind right. of explaining completely and you can kind of I don't know you you just know where somebody is like coming from and that you're able to have those conversations because you're not trying to just like defend your work in such a uh I don't know like well I spend time on this like I'm gonna keep it exactly how I want it like well I mean you know teaching history right like that especially now right you said it's controversial and you know how you teach that you might feel like people are judging where you're coming from but like having that trust to have the conversation and get down to the bottom of it and be like no this is what i'm this is what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. this is this is the perspective i'm trying to kind of come across and i expect the conversation to go this way and and then having that conversation well, well maybe if this is where you want it to go maybe try saying you know try saying this and coming at it from a place of of like trust and like sort of constructive feedback and like arriving knowing that your goals are the same where you're trying to teach exactly people, to think critically about history. Um, also, it gives the lens though, like if you thought that my slides meant that, or you thought that the lesson meant that, like then I really have to make sure that I'm framing it in a way that that is not what the students take home. Right, you know? exactly. but, like, so I just really think it just makes your lessons better. And if uh, like questions arise in that, you have these two perspectives or um, a different way to say the same thing. Actually, I mean, I just kind of want to pull on this thread a little bit, right? So in like an ENL, like co-taught classroom where like language is such an important part of teaching like social studies like how does how does that kind of come into play here in terms of students understanding and like making sure that students develop uh the correct understanding of of of, of history but also like the skills that you want them to develop from the lesson like how does how does like you know the enl piece kind of fit into that i think it's part of it is that like you're looking at your like 
almost your essential question. Like, what's the most important thing mm. for the students to get? And and I think a lot of time for us, it's not as much like the factual history stuff as much it is, as it is the inquiry and talking about like, you know, the other day the kids were talking about like this perspective, like, well, if you're getting, you know, if you're getting information and the only written history is from the Spanish people, which is what they were talking about. Like, so what is, what does that mean? Like, what, what does this perspective mean? So I think it's more of like thinking about like this, the essential skills we want our kids to get and then how we look at that language wise. Mm. That's super interesting. Were you, were you teaching like Cortez or something? We were, yeah, we were teaching about um, like ancient civilizations and this one group, the Taino only has um, like recorded history from Spanish conquerors. Right. And so we kind of discussed like, what does that mean That's if um, we only have information of that, but we know that they've been around for 2000 years prior to that and that they had all these um, different ways in which they clearly had an established civilization and th they invented things that we still use today. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you're able to get into like a level of inquiry in a fifth grade classroom, right? Fifth grade that I didn't get in my high school history classes. So that, that sounds pretty good to me. Just having multiple lenses is never a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Just, all right. So what are some of the biggest obstacles uh, to a successful co-teaching partnership? Time. I think time's got to be number one. Okay. Just just having the time to work together um, and and having, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's got to be time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like I think that, Sorry. I think, yeah, like in terms of planning time, but also like in that you have to make a system that works where you can, in teaching all the time, we have to like be flexible and rearrange things. And all of a sudden, like uh, an assembly comes up and then it changes your time on this. And so you have to have a way to communicate, um, okay, like this is getting pushed back to that so that you don't come into the room and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I thought we were doing X, Y, and Z. So I think that um, when we have the time to actually sit down together, that's optimal. That doesn't always happen. So it's gotta be like this working communication and it takes many different shapes. Sometimes it's a text message, sometimes it's an email, sometimes it's on our planning document. Um, sometimes it's like five minutes before you walk into class and I'm like, hey, by the way, we're doing X, Y, and Z, or we need to do this and, um, I don't know, obviously you'd want like plenty of time to plan, but I don't think that happens in teaching in general. And it certainly doesn't have happen in co-teaching, but you figure out ways. And again, that has to do with your relationship with your co-teacher. Exactly, yeah. Right, you can't do that kind of like improvisation, right? That seems like it's necessary, right? You know, on the fly adjustment without that like strong foundation of trust. Right. So, I mean, I was telling Tracy that I did have a, a co-teacher once that used to answer my questions. I was like, I didn't know I was a good of an actor <laughs> that I would ask a question. I'd be like, I wonder class that blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, it's, uh... <laughs> and I was like, I'm not actually confused just for the record. <laughs> I just, I was okay. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I oh, think, yeah. you know, you sometimes though, 
you can be in the classroom like I can be listening to you and I can want I want to answer the question like all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like back to being a student and yeah I should have went into acting <laughs> well I, I mean like a lot of teachers probably were really good students right so like does that mm -hmm. like wanting to get the answer right ever leave you I don't know I mean that's a good point right yeah, yeah I mean, but I actually don't feel like I was a good student I, I know that I was yeah I think that I was the middle of the road, like I didn't disturb anybody, nobody wow. paid attention to me. And I think that's also a lens to which mm. I come to the table, whereas somebody else might come to the profession from the bottom or the top. Well, right. no, that's interesting, though, right? Because like kids who don't rock the boat, who don't need to be sent to the principal's office, who aren't exhibiting like major difficulty with any subject are often invisible right mm -hmm. and like to have a teacher who can look at it through that lens is like really special right because like like most kids like they, they need somebody to see kids need people to see them mm -hmm. right and, and I, having that I, lens is super valuable and i think that that's another conversation that tracy and i had i said mm -hmm. like i don't want to live in a world where the biggest bark gets the most attention mm -hmm. and so it it has to do with our management style together too yeah. like we give everything a certain amount of life and then we move on from it um and i think having that conversation in the beginning too is like this is how i view that right and mm -hmm. having that similar viewpoint or at least having that conversation kind of gives you a starting point when those kind of situations come come up it sounds to me like you have to sort of know yourself as a teacher in order to be a good co-teacher mm -hmm. definitely i mean you, you, you can't really tell somebody what you like and don't like if you don't know that for your own self yeah that so like i mean in that space for reflection I, I feel like there's not enough space for professional reflection on teaching practice in in buildings in, in terms of professional development even but like with co-teaching like you sort of have to do it you know mm -hmm. or else it's just it's like a sink or swim thing with that um and you know that's what our workshop is going to be about helping teachers reflect and you know and and grow and, and and cultivate successful co-teaching partnerships so what can we expect from from your workshop next month i think like you know thinking about we're, we'll be doing stuff where people can examine like their own styles for like classroom management and organization and stuff like that and then talking with their co-teacher about like what that looks like for them um you know what their ideals are how how they're gonna how they're going to work on the things that are different like michelle and i have extremely similar classroom management styles you know we both have um a high tolerance for activity and noise and we like that kind of stuff but organizational wise like like michelle is much much more organized than i am so then that means that like when we do certain things we need to know like i can't just i can't just like like sort of be relaxed and lay back because michelle will just do everything and I don't want her like resenting me that way. So we like it's it's knowing she's you know, saying Michelle's a control freak <laughs> and she knows that about herself. <laughs> and I embrace it. <laughs> no, but I I think that like we have a set of like questions where you're gonna be able to talk with your co-teacher that um you're kind of examining like questions that I don't know if we didn't have that outline that you would talk about until they came up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead of 
it coming to the situation in your classroom where you need to have that conversation, it's good to like kind of pre-plan and do that reflection like you talked about. So like we talked about like, what are your pet peeves? And my thing is that I will not have a dirty classroom. Like it's going to get messy and we're going to do projects, but like I'm not cleaning up after you. Like this is a skill I want you to learn. And that's kind of a thing that in Tracy knowing that, like she's going to now say certain directions that are like, hey, remember you need to make sure all your materials are back over there. Like that's also something that's happening, but it's not necessarily the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I just think that whole, that goes back to like knowing what your co-teacher values is going to shape the things that you say in your language in that classroom. Doing like little things to preserve each other's sanity. Yes. Kind of goes a long way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A long, long way. <laughs> so uh, I don't um. I don't know, Tracy, you got anything on on what else we can expect from this? Um, you know, definitely talking about uh, different scenarios of, like Michelle said, like of things that are going to come up with the teachers. Talking about just, I think, communication styles right. and what works for people and, and really making a plan before um, going into the classroom together so you know how you're going to deal with different situations when they come up. Definitely. You don't get a ton of planning time on a day-to-day -day basis, but like having this like reflection time makes it easier to adapt, right? And and mm -hmm. work together to address, you know, really address whatever comes up in the classroom. Right. So, well, all right. Well, Michelle and Tracy, thank you so much for joining us, you know, to talk a little bit about your workshop and a little bit about co-teaching and your background and experiences. Um, we really appreciate it. And we're really excited to have this workshop on February 10th. And, uh, you know, hopefully some people listening to this will join us, will join us there. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.